Welcome to the Star Power Podcast. I'm Amy Stair, CEO of Star Power, and we're bringing you best practices from best agents in a brand neutral environment and open sharing. We hope you enjoy this roundtable discussion featuring our stars. Welcome to another Real Estate Star Power podcast. I'm Amy Stair, the CEO, and I am so lucky to have at the table today the Ambrose team from Wichita, Kansas, Dave and Judy Smith from Omaha, Nebraska, and Possum Kingdom, Texas, and the, none other than the hat lady herself, Sandra Nickel from Montgomery, Alabama. This topic, I think everybody needs to pay attention to, especially when we're in a challenging market, and that is your mindset or your attitude. It's easy for all of us in this industry to get down or discouraged. I'm sitting at a table with six people who are in all stretch of the imagination, some of the most up people I've had the privilege to be around. What puts you in that mindset, you guys? How do you stay up when things are challenging? The thought of what's to come and it's going to get better. Just keep plugging away. Judy and I both have a, a real never give up attitude and we, we live that. We're thankful for each day and each opportunity. What do you do if one of you sees that the other one's not in that space? Just a reminder that we don't have time for that. It's time to move on. <laughs> we very rarely get into that space. Well, that's a good place to start. Don't go there to begin with. And we all go there at some point. I, I love the, I came from a rub dirt on it and walk it off <laughs> environment myself. So, yep. Um, and I have been accused of being Pollyanna, but we'll, we won't talk about that today. Sandra, you're up every time I see you, no matter well, what's and, going on. Well, you know, on. That, that accusation of being a Pollyanna certainly has a familiar ring in, in my ears. There, there are people, I guess, who enjoy living down in the dumps and cannot possibly grasp how wonderful it is to live otherwise. But I, I feel like God gives us a choice every morning when we open our eyes, if we're lucky enough to open our eyes, and that is to focus our energies on what's wrong with us and with the world and everything in it, or what's right. And by focusing on what's right and practicing gratitudes, and I think that is probably a, a, uh, an approach that I learned at Star Power, starting every day consciously focusing on thinking about writing down uh, things for which I'm grateful, uh, you end that process feeling so good that, as you said, Judy, you don't often find yourself later on in the day back down in the dumpster. And if you are, you know how to climb out quickly. Mm -hmm. It's what I call managing the six inches of real estate between your ears. Toughest real estate there is mm -hmm. to get a, get a handle on. Well, we just have so much to be thankful for, and God, yes. I recognize that. Mm -hmm. Amen. I, I love that. That's a wonderful mindset because it's so true. We're surrounded by negativity all of the time, and it's very easy to start feeling down in those dumps. And wouldn't you rather be the light that brings somebody out of it? Um, I like to say no problem is too problematic to solve. And so if you sit down and you work out your problem, what's bugging you, you bring in 
some help to help you think through it. Um, a lot of times just getting out in nature or getting, um, a little bit of a workout in just going for a walk. We were up, um, before the sunrise this morning, mom woke me up with her senior call this morning. And, uh, I decided to get up and go for a walk because I was feeling groggy and, uh, the elevation had kind of started to set in a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I went for a walk up on top of the little mountaintop and enjoyed the sunrise. And I came back down with a beautiful mindset. And instead of all of the things that I knew that I needed to get done for the day, I, instead of thinking, oh, I have to get this done, I started thinking, you know what? I get to do this today. This is what I get to do. Mm -hmm. Wonderful, healthy attitude. I'm curious with the three of you here, how you call a timeout on each other when somebody's not in the right frame of mind. I see eyeballs went to the hammer, so <laughs> I'm thinking Randy might have something to contribute to this. Well, you mentioned the uh, rub some dirt on it mindset, so <laughs> perfect. It, it'll buff. <clears throat> no, um, we, we handle things internally just with a smile generally. Um, are you having a bad day? Uh, generally, Catherine will say, go outside. Because that's, that's my healing, get outside. But uh, we just try to support each other and be there. And w through the years, things have uh, happened where maybe Catherine was working with a, a client that was <clears throat> a little challenging and uh, maybe not liking working with a woman, which is beyond my estimation. Anyway, she'll just introduce them uh, very gently to Randy and say he'll be handling you from here on out. And, and actually, I've had to do the same on one occasion myself. So we have ways of handling it. Yep. It's all about um, having tough skin and um, just realizing that the work's got to be done. And so it's a lot easier to put a smile on and just figure out a way to make the team work together really easy. Today's so, a gift. That's why they call it a present. The present. When Judy and I owned two brokerages, we had a no negativity posit, po uh, policy in the office. No whining. No, yeah, no whining policy. And you could, if you had a bad day, you had one minute to get it off your chest, and then you had to get over it. And we, oh, I like that. We, we told people that that's not allowed here. Yeah, I think Coach Don Shula used to give his team 24 hours to mourn a loss or celebrate a win, and then they had to get on with it. I always thought that was a good philosophy. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm going to throw a couple of things out that are really messing people up right now, and I want to get your positive reframe advice that you would give to the realtors. So we don't have any inventory. No, nobody has anything to buy. What do you say to that? Well, let's see. We have... About 150,000 households in Montgomery. Of that, 5,000 are in our immediate market area, older and historic homes. And you're telling me that there's nobody in that 5,000 people who would like to or needs to move? Are you making that assumption or have you actually been asking people? I love that, Sandra. Let's get some real numbers out of that negative Nelly. Right. And this half the secret to that's working is asking the question and then shutting up. Silence is such an effective sales technique, terribly underused by most of us. There's always the don't be the secret agent, but, but <laughs> yet don't push yourself on people. Just get out there. You're, you can't sit home 
and say there's no business, but not be around people. Because if you're around people, you know how your ears perk up when you hear someone say house or real mm-hmm. estate? You just got to get out there. You buy a new Honda and you start seeing Hondas everywhere you drive, right? <laughs> right. Who among us has not been to an event in the last seven days where someone has asked us, how's the market? People are fascinated with real estate, but often when you get that question, it lets you know that they're way out at the front end of actually doing something. And we miss those clues so often. It's the slam bam, thank you ma'am attitude that gets us into so much trouble. If we focus on listening for clues that people lay down about pending changes in their lives, things they wish for, all of that, we can develop a pipeline that is so rich we'll never be out of homes to sell. And I just thought of how often have you thought of a a client that you worked with previously and they thought you thought they might be getting older and their knees are giving out, they need to get out of that two-story house or something made you just think I should call them and you call them and they'll say, I was just going to call you. It's like I, I have, ever since I started selling real estate, I had a top 10 list. There's hundreds of people on it. But when I think of somebody that, <laughs> it's a rotating list though. And I go to highlight after they close. Fair um, enough. So I can keep track. But it's so gratifying to see that list that, yes, that worked out. And it's like, usually they'll call me before I get around to calling them. But it's, if you think about them, is that manifestation? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, jinx. Um, <laughs> we had the we had the pleasure recently of having Diana Kokoska uh, come out to Wichita and meet with us. Oh, she's she's incredible. She's incredible. Um, and she said something that really stuck stuck with me because she is just a mindset leader. Um, and she made the point that if you put it in your mind that business is too hard to get, guess what? You're not going to get the business. If you're at a restaurant and you feel like, oh, I just don't know where any buyers or sellers are, you're not going to hear the person in the booth sitting right behind you complaining about, well, I need to sell my house, but I don't know where to start. I'm a very firm believer that if you put positivity out into the universe, the universe is going to repay you for that positivity. One thing she shared with us is that if you had uh, a child missing and you called 911, you would expect the police to do something to find the missing person. And she said that if maybe 3% of people want to buy, what are you doing to find those missing people? And um, I thought that was really cool. And that agents typically don't like to make phone calls because maybe they're not very good at it. It's intimidating. It doesn't seem urgent and important compared to what else they're doing or they fear the rejection. Um, In order to really fund our life and be successful, though, we need to do things that make us uncomfortable so we can be comfortable and, and thrive. Good advice. All right. We've got also not just the inventory issue, but the interest rate issue. So... What do you say to one of your peers who is sitting at home thinking that no sellers are going to sell because not only can they not find something to buy, but they're sitting on a great interest rate? How do we get beyond that? We're very fortunate in our community that 
virtually everything is a cash deal. So there's just not a whole lot of interest rate uh, excitement right now. But the, when there is a case like that, the prices are going to keep going up. I mean, you, you keep explaining that to people. The Just because interest rates are going up doesn't mean house prices won't go up. Everybody's waiting for this. Oh, they're going to come down. They're not. I mean, you just can't bring down the cost of building houses, and that's what you're up against. So, we, and, I, and I was talking to somebody uh, just last week that's contemplating building in our neighborhood, and he's alarmed about the interest rate, but yet he wants he knows he wants his house, and it's do I wait to order it? And I said, well, you can buy it, you can lock in right now and know what you're going to pay on both the interest rate and the materials. A year from now, both of those are unknowns. The interest rate, we don't know it's going to go up or down, but we know that the price of materials and labor is going to go up. I mean, that's a given. And so he starts scratching his head and saying, well, now, okay, now you got more to worry about. But that that's the thing that I like to point out is if, if you're, especially if you're going to build, the cost to build a home is not going to be any better. And it, you can always refinance at some point, uh, depending on how much you pay down and stuff like that. So there, there's options in that regard. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we've heard uh, marry the house and date the rate. Mm-hmm. That one's been running pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Catherine, you were going to add something. Well, I'd love for Randy to think about what he would like to add, but I would say that you know Wall Street right now is really working hard on buying as many single-family properties as they can. So obviously they think it's a good investment, and they're looking at the long term. So really isn't about what you think something is worth now versus what you think it is today, but getting started on building up equity for your future and getting into real estate. Uh, Jillian always says that um, there's a difference between real property and personal property, and if it's not real, what is it? You know that. It's all about real property. That's the best place to invest your money. I like to say if it's not real, it's not rad. Um, <laughs> so if you, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like a lot of um, the people that reach out to me via social media, while I do a lot with, with listings and in the senior industry, I do have a pretty large following on social media that is first-time home buyers. And so, yes, they're hearing the the marry the house, date the rate like crazy. But for some reason, it's still in the back of their mind that it's cheaper for me to rent. Well, interest rates may have risen, but you're paying 100% interest when you are renting someplace. And so if you let that get in your way, you're not going to be able to buy a home, um, maybe. In the, in the very near future. And so I would much rather see people of my age group and younger get ahead and buy that home and start building up that equity in their home. And if interest rates go down, you can always refinance. There are always going to be options. It just takes asking the right questions and being bold enough to act on them. I like to Alexis Boland says, Good. Keep paying rent. I own several properties myself. You're ensuring I'm going to have leases for the future and you can pay my mortgage instead of your mortgage. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you to everyone. Yeah. It's working out very, very well for me. And I would like to see more people my age 
realize that you can start building your own equity and you can also start investing in the real estate market because there are going to people going to be people that do not want to be homeowners and that's fine. Some people would like to have a lock it leave it lifestyle where they have an apartment or um, a management company that takes care of everything. A lot of people don't want the grief <laughs> of home ownership and that's completely fine. But there are a lot of people that are saying that that's what they want. And in reality, for their future goals, it would be a lot better to get ahead of it and start working on paying off your own mortgage rather than someone else's. And Amy, I think when when people get all hung up on being nested in because they have an attractive interest rate, an interesting conversation to have. Will you role play with me? Sure. Amy, take me back to when you bought this house. Uh, that would be 2001. Okay. Um, why did you buy when you bought? Uh, we definitely wanted to change school districts before Calvin hit his stride in elementary school. Okay, so you, you moved because it was the right thing for your family to do at the time. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what your interest rate was then? <laughs> I, I do not. I have no idea. Well, you're not unusual. Most people don't have a clue. They remember that until about 30 days after closing and then life goes on. So what's different today? You're telling me that this home no longer fits your family for this stage of its life, that there is other real estate that is more appropriate than this. <laughs> you know what, Sandra, you're absolutely right. It's not about the interest rate. It's about it's it only, getting to the next spot of where I want to be. It's only about the today's interest rates if your financial situation is such that you cannot make a move. Otherwise, you are letting the wrong circumstances keep you here. Well, mic drop on that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for joining us on the Real Estate Star Power podcast. Um, I have it on good information. Two things are about to happen. Number one... Sandra Nichols' revisit interview is going to drop in the club. So if you haven't signed up for Star Power Club yet, you need to. Um, everyone around this table is going to be uh, featured in the next few months. The second thing I have on pretty good information is that all six of these awesome people are also planning on showing up at conference next year. So you want to get face-to-face -face with a Sandra Nichol or a Dave and Judy Smith or the Ambrose team, you need to get registered. You can sign up for club at starpower.com forward slash club, and you can get registered for conference at starpower.com forward slash conference. This is Amy Stair. We'll catch you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening to the Star Power Podcast. If you benefited from even one idea on this podcast, become a member of the Star Power Club. You will get a monthly infusion of tips, scripts, strategies, and techniques that are tried, tested, and proven by our Star Power stars. Visit starpower.com forward slash club and get registered today.